Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is the Big 3 0. Hi, everyone. And welcome to episode 30 of the podcast. How are you this week? My week? No word of a lie. It's been a tough week. The hours have been long and the work has been never ending. But we are where we are and nothing comes from nothing. So if we don't work in our business, we get nowhere. So guess what? We've been going for 30 weeks, everyone, 30 weeks. So clap for yourself because I'm clapping for myself. Now, this week's session comes from a question sent to me by Sandra. Sandra, I hope you're listening and thanks for engaging with the podcast. Now, Sandra told me that she suddenly lost her job and felt lost and wanted to know what her next move should be if she wanted to go down the business route. Sandra had been listening to the podcasts, but at the time felt that she was secure in her job and was just looking at what else she might want to do alongside her job. And then the impression that I get from the message is that the job was ending. And so I understand the question and it sort of brought me to our next podcast topic, which is if you lost your job today, what would your next move be? Well, I can only use myself as an example because I went through this exact same thing. In 2010, the company that I worked for decided to go through one of its infamous reorganisations. You know the ones, the reorganisation, which is called for, we're going to get you another job that pays you less, but gives you more work. And I had had enough. This must have been the fourth or fifth organisation in as many years. And I had lost count of the number of times I had had to reapply for my own job. And I was sick of it. In my heart of hearts, I knew the company wanted to get rid of me because I was a one-man anti-racist thorn in their side and they were just sick of me. But more importantly, I was sick of them. Now, in this reorganisation, it just so happened that all the black managers in the company, and there were about four of us, were supposed to compete for one diggy-diggy job. The intention being that we would rip each other's heads off for this job, which was so beneath each of our skills and talents that I just thought, no, I'm not doing it. I am not going into this spectator sport where these managers expect you to grease up to them so that you'll be favoured for a rubbish job over your colleagues. No, I was out. But I didn't tell anyone that I was planning to hand back my ID and leave. As the time drew near for me to apply for this one day day job, I knew these managers were watching me. One even dared to ask me. He said, Asha, you do know there's a deadline for the applications for the job, don't you? Yeah, I said. 
thanks, I said. Sot, I said. And I just kissed my teeth and just carried on with my work. Now, for those of you who don't speak the lingo, sot means idiot. I just looked at the back of his head with my dagger eyes and I said to myself, if it's me you're waiting for to provide the entertainment for you, hell will freeze over first. Then on the 11th of January 2011, I threw back my ID, swung my locks around my back and I walked out of the building. And to this day, I never looked back. Did I have anything to go to? No. Had I sorted out another job? No. Did I have children and a mortgage to think about? Yes. But something inside of me just snapped and I knew I wanted a change. So the first thing I decided to do after I walked out of that building was to do a self-audit. And I audited these three things which I think can help you. Number one was, did I need money to pay my bills? Well, the obvious answer was yes. The next question was, how was I going to make that money? Now, I knew I wanted to start a business and I knew that the business, even if I started it on the 11th of January, would take time to grow and to make me money. So I decided to look for work and start my business. The first thing I did in looking for a job was to join an employment agency that specialised in the skills I wanted to trade. And a lot of the times we don't think about that. We don't see that we have skills that we can trade. And so what I did when I looked at the skills I wanted to trade was to join an employment agency. Now, why join an employment agency? Because it gives you more freedom to work when you want, leaving you with more time to do your thing. I signed up with an agency overnight and overnight I added an extra £10 an hour to my hourly rate than what I'd been receiving in my pay grade. £10 an hour? Who knew? If you have a profession of any kind and you are working in a permanent job, I advise you to explore working as an independent self-employed contractor. Because what this does is allow you to trade your time to the highest bidder. Nurses and doctors have been doing this for years. And as usual, black workers being some of the most loyal workers in the business, we come to the game really late. But we are where we are. I joined an employment agency. I think it was Reed at the time, if my memory serves me right. And after proving that I was in the country legally, damn cheek. I then updated my CV with the agency, put it into the employment world for the highest bidder to pick up. And within one day, I had three interviews and an offer of an hourly rate that was £10 an hour more than the permanent hourly rate I had received for the last 10 years. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe this. And I began to kind of kick myself because I thought, look at that. Had I not been working to type, believing that you can trade loyalty for better treatment, goodness knows where I could have been. 
in my plans for my business. Goodness knows where I could have been. But there is also that other saying that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So clearly nothing comes before its time and I was ready at that point in time, which must have been about the 20th of January. Because I have to admit, I took the next nine days off to celebrate <laughs> being free of my contract and being free of those people that had done my head in for years. Eight years later, I still work with agencies when I'm in the UK. It's a great way to keep my skills topped up in my profession and a great way to keep up to date with innovative ways of working. But the real beauty of working for an agency is that I decide when I work and I decide when I don't work. Working agency is what allows me to spend months on end in Malawi where I live and then come back to the UK to top up my skills and my bank account when I have nothing better to do. Now remember, of course, this option to go into agency work is a step you only need to take if you need to continue to make money in the immediate. If, however, you lose your job and you have some money behind you, like, say, a redundancy payment, or you have savings, then, of course, you have a choice about whether you agency work or not. And if this is your situation where you have that choice, then move straight to action number two. Now, the second thing that I did was that I looked at my several passions to decide which one I should use to start a small business. Because now that I was working the hours I wanted, I also wanted to take the opportunity to set up the business I wanted. So I had to make a decision to use my job loss as an opportunity to never be dependent on the job again. Now, at the time, I remember telling myself that I could knit and crochet anything. And I loved doing this. But was it my passion? Sure it was, but only for me. So I ruled that out instantly as a business idea because I couldn't see myself sitting there knitting and crocheting for the next 20 plus years. So nope, not for me. I then looked at sewing as a business because I love sewing. I mean, some of the things I taught myself to sew are still being worn today, some 10 years or more later. I loved sewing. But again, this was something I did only for me and my family and friends. And I was sure I wouldn't enjoy this on a bigger scale. So I ditched that idea too. Then I hit upon employment rights as a business. Remember, at the time when I lost my job, I was an employment rights tribunal lay judge and had spent 20 years working in employment rights via that job and my trade union activities. There wasn't anything that I did not know about employment rights. So in 2013, I'd been working for the agency for about two years by then, I set up my employment rights business called Stuck Limited. Remember that business? Remember the name? That's when I set it up and I began working as an employment rights advocate. So now 
I was working an agency job and I had started a business and I was doing the two together because now that I was working agency, I also then had the time to say to the person that was contracting me that, you know what, I'm not going to be at work next week. Because when you're self-employed, you can say that to the company that's contracting you. You can say to them, look, I'm not going to be at work next week. Because they know that when you're not at work, you don't get paid. And that's the thing with agency working. That's different to being an employee. You don't get paid. You don't get sick pay. You don't get holiday pay when you're not at work. But what you can do is plan for your time off. So that when you do take time off, you've already saved to cover the weeks that you're not working. And if you're running a business at the same time, the beauty about being able to take that time off is that you can then invest that time in doing key things in your business to grow your business. And that's what I was doing. And that's what I still do today. When I was home in Malawi for 15 months, in that time, I built websites, I wrote books, I started this podcast. I do all kinds of things when I'm not working because I control when I work and I now control how much time I get to spend in my business. So after starting my business, I was doing both. Then the third thing that I did after suddenly losing my job and then two years later starting my business was that I completed a skills audit to update my skills for the new me. I looked at my business, decided how I want to expand my business, then I looked at what I could do to expand my business. Now, if you've been following the podcast, you'll know I kind of went round in circles in the first two years after launching my business because I had a name for a business that nobody could find. And so I went through this whole rebranding exercise. And it was at the time when I was rebranding that I went through this skills audit. But for you, I suggest you do that straight away because these three things will help you to position yourself in the right place so that you have the work that you need if you need to make money, you have the business that you want to set up and that you then have a skills audit that allows you to reflect on the skills you need so that you can support your business. So at the time when I completed the skills audit, I was writing books and working as an employment rights advocate. I did this audit and the result of the audit was that the internet was a disruptor of everything at the time. And so I looked at the internet as a potential disruptor for my business, meaning that the old traditional ways of providing employment rights, support and advice were dying out and people were moving these types of businesses online. And so I just thought to myself, well, why wait? Why wait until this happens to me? Why not meet that challenge now? And so I decided that I needed to move my business online. And that's what I did. 
But to move my business online, I had to completely update my skills to meet that challenge. So what did I do? I went to night school and I learned how to build websites and how to use code to make the websites pop the way I wanted them to. I also took numerous courses about social media marketing, email marketing, networking, online teaching, blogging, ebook writing and podcasting. It was a great time and still is a great time because the online business world moves so quickly that the skills you learned last year will need to be updated the following year just so you can stay on trend and just so you can continue to reach your audience. But the beauty of doing this is that it will always keep your business relevant. So that's what I did and that's what I continue to do now. The last course I took was about how to set up a podcast and I set up the podcast in April 2019 and here we are 30 editions later. So there we are, short and sweet but nevertheless extremely relevant because it's my view that as we get closer to an impact of a Brexit that nobody has been prepared for, lots of people are going to find themselves in a position where their jobs are either no longer relevant or can no longer be afforded. And so we have to begin to take stock. So in answer to Sandra's question about what to do when you suddenly use your job, my answer is threefold. First, don't rush back into the handcuffs of a permanent contract. At least take time to review where you are and whether you really need to do that. In the 21st century, getting money to meet your living costs doesn't always come from tying yourself to a permanent contract. So take some time to look around at what's out there and assess whether joining an agency will still give you the money you need to pay your bills and live. And if it can, my advice, do that because it will give you the freedom you need to think and to work when you want to work. But when you have that freedom, do something with it. And the next thing you should do is to review your passions and start a small business based on something you're passionate about. If you need help to get going with this, you can still register for my Seven Passions Masterclass, where I take you through the seven passions you can use to help you start a business. If you think you don't have anything you can use to start a small business, I'm going to prove you wrong. But you need to take the first step and register first to reserve your seat in my online masterclass. You'll find the registration link at the end of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. And the final step you'll need to take, even if you've never studied since leaving school or university, is that you'll need to do a skills audit so you can think about what skills you'll need to fit the kind of business you're thinking of starting. Whether your business is a brick and mortar business, that being an actual physical structure on the high street or in an office, 
whether your business is a typical brick and mortar business or an online internet based business in the 21st century all businesses have the same thing in common and that is that almost all of our customers have eyes on social media pages of one form or another there are no more newspaper adverts yellow pages or the Thompson Local have long since been sacked as a way of reaching your customers. Sure, some people still use those directories, but they use them as a way to get telephone numbers, not as a way to advertise to customers. So these ways of reaching your customers for your small business are dead because they're no longer cost effective. Today, Advertising has moved online and so we need to reach our customers where they socialise online and that's through social media and other forms of online marketing and the way to be able to reach them and the how of being able to reach them is to understand how online aspects of business work in the modern era. And if you don't know this now, then you will need to update your skills to make sure you don't leave a huge chunk of money on the table. So Sandra, I hope I've answered your question. And to everyone else, I hope there's something in this week's episode that you can use to push forward your plans. Remember, It's in the forward motion that we discover our real capacity to create the changes we want to see. So keep it moving. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha and for now, I'm out.